You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5 KOPN Columbia. On the phone with me is Austin. Would you mind pronouncing your last name for us? This is Austin Marone. Go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself and how you got your start in the music industry. Well, I started out as a performer doing, uh, you know, Broadway and off-Broadway work. Mm-hmm. So I was a trained uh, performer uh, with with singing um, uh, and dancing and acting. And a teacher of mine about 13 years ago, and this is a... Um, a teacher who studied with the Dalai Lama, she said to me, you know, you should go in to this festival where they write music. Mm-hmm. And I had said to her, I'd never written music before. And she said, you should go to this. And, you know, when a teacher like that tells you to go in and do something, you just listen. You know, you kind of like, okay, you kind of take the leap of faith. And I went and I wrote my first song. I didn't know how to play the guitar at the time. And... um in the lineup of the performances for the end of the week, I performed the song that I had written during that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was my first song called My Journey. And of the 40 people that were lined up to perform, uh, at the end, I had I happened to get the last slot. And I noticed everyone was performing, everyone, people were sitting in the audience and enjoying the music. But then when I sang, everyone all of a sudden got up and were moving. My song happened to have that kind of feel and kind of power, ballad, uh, power um, you know, behind it. And uh, I remembered after performing it, everyone was, you know, saying some nice things. And there was this one guy who came up to me. His name is Tom Kimmel. And he happened to be, uh, you know, a big guy in Nashville. And he's had a lot of songs placed in, in movies and done lots of great work. And he came up to me and he goes, my gosh, he goes, it was a great song. He goes, how many albums do you have? <laughs> and I kind of smiled and, and I looked at him and he goes, I said, thank you for saying that. And he goes, well, how many albums? I said, that was my first song. <laughs> and he was, he just looked at me, and of course he started swearing because he was just like, he goes, God, he goes, you have to keep doing this, and that's when I knew I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm kind of on my path. I need to, and then I started uh, taking guitar lessons from the best guitar teacher, uh, you know, around. She's a, a beautiful woman who I, you know, I still work with. Her name is Val Mackend, and um, and uh, I've you know worked with her since since that you know that year. And uh, and then what I did was all the different lessons, all the different songs I've learned on, on guitar, all the picking patterns and the strumming patterns. I then my teacher usually when she teaches guitar students, she just has them play the the song. Mm-hmm. I said no, I want to learn it and sing the songs too. So I added like an extra component, you know, making it a little harder for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I added an extra layer, which was I wanted to write a song in each strumming pattern or picking pattern so that that really reinforced the learning of the guitar. So I've written lots of different songs in different styles and picking patterns and strums. And that's how I really, you know, got my start in, in music is learning all the different great, you know, rock and folk and pop artists through all of her. And she was the one who started the new school um, guitar program when they didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And she made it huge. And then when she left, the guitar program fell apart because that's how good she is. Yeah. And, you know, just to give you an idea, I would come in for lessons. And one of the lessons she had uh, asked me to, uh, you know, come. I usually, she usually has hour lessons and I, and I always love taking lessons. So I extended it to an hour and a half. And she, and she said at this one lesson, she goes, you know, I have a new student coming in. Would you mind leaving a little early? And I said, Val, you know, I never leave early. She was, all right, well, just be cool when 
when the student comes in. And so I happen to be writing a song on my ukulele called Lullaby, which was on my last album, Real. Mm-hmm. And in walks a woman who is behind me, and then she walks in front of me, and it's Bette Midler. Oh. <gasps> and so there I am playing the song, and she's standing there, and I'm smiling at her. And, you know, I finished playing this. She just goes, oh, very nice. I said, thank you. Thank you. And so she uh, she looks at me, and I, I said, you know, you're going to have a very good uh, lesson today. She goes, oh, yeah, why is that? And I said, because Val was in a good mood. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, my teacher was very liberal. And so I said, you know, the news of the day is all, is all good. So Val's in a good mood. And then I said, uh, I said, my name is Austin. She goes, my name is Beth. I said, yes, I, I, I know your name. <laughs> and I said, you know, I think we have a friend in common. And she goes, oh, yeah, who's that? I said, um, my friend Julie Gold wrote a song called From a Distance, mm-hmm. which you sang and made very popular. And she goes, oh, yeah, how's Julie? And so we had a nice conversation about our friend in common. And uh, Anyway, uh, I, showed, I showed her the song. She asked me about the song I was writing, and I, I had the ukulele, which I had, had bought. I said, I think this comes from your home state. And she goes, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, it's from Hawaii. I bought it when I was out there taking lessons from another guitar teacher, a friend of mine, who uh, is a master slack key guitarist. And I said, and so she took it. And she started playing it, and I was just like in awe that I had Bette Midler in front of me playing my ukulele. <laughs> so whenever I go to concerts, I always tell people when I play, you know, that that song, or uh, I say, you know, if you guys want to touch it after Bette Midler touched the ukulele, so go ahead. So anyway, that's a little bit of the background. <laughs> tell us about Christmas Kiss. So Christmas Kiss, um, the idea for the album started back in 2011. I was invited by uh, my then best friend, Sloan Wainwright, to sing at her holiday concert. And her and her family, they do lots of big concerts around the holidays. She does one, and her niece and nephew, Rufus, and and Martha do one in Town Hall. And she's always been so gracious to me uh, because, you know, as best friends, uh, we we had written uh, songs on on my other album and on some of hers. And... um, I thought for her holiday concert, uh, since we had, you know, I had performed backup um, in her concerts the year before, I said, we should write a song for your, for your show. And I thought it, w- it would be great to do a holiday duet, mm-hmm. you know, like a holiday love song, but in a duet, because there's a couple of them out there, like, it's baby, it's cold outside, yeah. you know, but certain songs of the holiday season are generally solos. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to do a really cool, fun song and have a duet? And so I started writing Christmas Kiss, <laughs> which is the title song for the album. And um, and we just had so much fun writing it. It was, happened to be during that holiday season. And we were in you know the stores in New York City. And, and, and it just really came together. And, um, and then we ended up performing it at her concert at the city winery here in New York and uh, people loved it. And I was like, we should do this every year. We should just write a song every year. And so the year after um, we wrote uh, alone on Christmas, which is the second uh, track on the album. Mm-hmm. And, and that idea, I said, you know, one of my favorite songs is all I want for Christmas is you. And it's just obviously one of the biggest songs ever yeah. on the planet. And I said, Let's figure out. And so I took, and I'm a big math person because I studied, um, you know, I'm, I'm a physician. Mm-hmm. And so I've studied a lot of math in my life. And I thought, what is the math behind it? 
and it was, you know, it's always about the chords and the, the music, and there are special chords that are placed in that song, and I was like, let's put some of those chords into, you know, into the song, and I've studied lots of holiday music and Christmas music and since I, like, love it to death, mm-hmm. um, and the Ronettes, Darling in Love, the Crystals, always part of my, you know, family, holiday music, and and those are where those chords come from. And I was like, there's something about, there's something special about the magic of those chords. And I said, let's again apply it and do a duet because there are no holiday duets with those chords. And they're, you know, that's how Alone on Christmas, we have to find an idea that is inherent to everyone. If I'm going to be alone on Christmas, well, I want to be alone with you. And that's where it just started with that. And then we just started putting all the other magical ingredients, everything you can think of under the sun for you know, Christmas, put, you know, candy canes in there, hark the herald angels sing, mm-hmm. um, you name it. And so, uh, and that's how that song, so, and then I, I decided every year I want to write a song, and then it just, it became a, a big thing for me, and even in the summer I was writing holiday songs, and uh, then the album just came too. And and the other piece was, uh, as I started to write all these songs, I thought, thought to myself, all these artists that are out there, they're so wonderful. They're obviously very established. But what's what's going to make this album different? Well, I want an album that's all original holiday music. Mm-hmm. There's no samples. There's nothing, you know, that I'm borrowing. I want to have all, like, ideas that are, are part of the Christmas spirit, but they're new and they're original. And so, and that's something, if you look at, you know, all the other albums that are out there from, uh, you know, even the new ones like Sia and John Legend, there's, uh, you know, there were some covers in there, but on my album, I, you know, I just wanted it to be something new and special, and hopefully they'll be part of the holiday classics in the future, so. And speaking of which, what is your favorite Christmas song of all times? Oh, that's such a great question. So I I can put it into two categories, because there's the classic mm-hmm. holiday songs, and then there's the ones that are contemporary. My favorite classic holiday song is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just something so beautiful and simple about it. However, in my family, because I come from a very large Italian family here in New York, Mm -hmm. there's nothing simple about my family. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so I, the idea for for my holiday song, Big Fat Christmas, Mm -hmm. came from Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And I thought to myself, well, such a beautiful thought, but no one I know has a Merry Little Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, why don't I write a sequel? And so this iconic song now has a sequel, and it's, it, it was originally called Have Yourself a Big Fat Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, let's just call it Big Fat Christmas. <sighs> and so that's how that song came about. And I wanted to put everything that's so over the top that you can think of into that song and the... Um, the video for that song is actually going to be released in a couple of days, which I'm excited about. You can all watch uh, the first two videos for my album, The Santa Shake and Miracles, on my YouTube, on the Austin Morrell YouTube channel. Where can people get your music? Um, so right now, they're on all the different platforms of uh, streaming, which includes iTunes, which includes Spotify, uh, Vivo, um, I know Amazon has it, and you can purchase it on CD Baby as well, um, and I I know that there 
they're pretty much on all streaming platforms. So, uh, yeah. Okay. How did you? And get... I want to say my my favorite uh, contemporary holiday song mm-hmm. has always been "Last Christmas" by Wham. Yeah. Oh, that is a good one. And uh, it's just, I mean, he he married the you know a love song, a heartbreak song, mm-hmm. but it is a love song and a hopeful one. You know, because he gives it this like hopeful tint into this beautiful Christmas song that has all these like wonderful synths, you know, synth pads and and sounds but and of course his voice just is amazing. Yeah. Um but that's that's just even, you know, some so many people do covers of it, but just, you know, the original of that one is so amazing. And I'm gonna do uh, a you know, a cover of that at my uh holiday release concert at Symphony Space on okay. December eighth. How did you get your start providing free eye exams to homeless people? Uh, great question. I started working, uh, um, you know, about 17 years ago, and uh, a position came available at this um, men's shelter in New York City, uh, part of an organization called Project Renewal. And, uh, you know, I uh, got involved uh, because <laughs> because they work on a on an actual program mm-hmm. that I knew how to work on, and so I got the job and uh, and essentially there's many different homeless shelters in New York City, so they were sending men and women to the shelter as part of a medical complex at the Columbia Presbyterian uh, New York Presbyterian uh, Medical Complex, and um, so we had you know medical doctor uh, a uh, dentist and myself providing care to the homeless population, uh, and some of them were actually living on the first floor of this, um, of, of you know where we were doing our care. Mm-hmm. And then I got hired by my alma mater, SUNY Optometry, to work as the um, homebound vision care provider in in Manhattan in the Bronx. So I'm running the program where I go to people's homes and those are people who can't physically um, or for some you know reason emotionally mentally uh, can't get out of their homes mm-hmm. and I go to their homes and I give um, free care and we give them free glasses as well which is probably the most rewarding thing um, you know uh, it, it just really reminds me of the reason why I, I became an eye doctor because sometimes you lose sight of it, but mm-hmm. these uh, these jobs uh, or the, you know these um, uh, you know these moments remind me of, uh, of of the beauty of life. I mean, yesterday I was with a, a patient of mine in you know in a, in a home on Roosevelt Island, and so remote to get out there, and and she has a son. This is a woman who's uh, bedbound, and her son is uh, severely autistic and partial, you know, and has a lot of. Uh, difficulties himself and then there are two dogs around and there's a nurse aide and and uh, she, I was there just to give her an eye exam and she was like can you give my son an eye exam and I was like you know what absolutely mm-hmm. and then her dogs like you know I could see her dogs needed attention to <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> they, I was I just I, I could I could see there was stuff uh, on top of the cornea of, of one of these little dogs and I was like I have to help this dog out because mm-hmm. I don't know when this dog will get to a, like a vet and so I literally gave an exam <laughs> to all the beings in that apartment. But it's it's more or less it's it's something that you know if you know anything about compassion or compa- compassion awareness, 
Mm-hmm. You just have to, when you're put into a place, you have to do it. You yeah. know, that's why you're there. And I hope uh, the work I do, whether it's as a doctor or as a musician and as a singer, I hope that wherever these songs go, that it just helps people uh, and reminds them of, you know, the good things in life and that there is hope and there's light and there's a lot of love out there. So, Other than this one, what is the strangest question you've been asked? Oh, other than this one. Um, um, I, I was asked to be, I was at, I had, I, I had just met this person and they asked me to marry them. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I was asked, I was, I was proposed to, and I said, well, thanks so much for the proposal. I was like, although we don't really know each other, <laughs> um, I'll have to think about it and hmm. get back, back to you. <laughs> That's a good one. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> I, that was, that one, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, thanks so much. <laughs> so... <laughs> Would you mind repeating your social networking sites and an official web address and or YouTube? Yeah, my web address is myname.com. So austinmarola.com, A-U-S-T-I-N-M-A-R-O-L-L-A.com. And uh, you can get, you can reach me on Facebook or on Instagram. And those are, um, you can go to facebook.com backslash austinmarola backslash and then that's where you can find the awesome music page and then you can also get me on instagram which is um uh instagram.com backslash austin marola i'm also on twitter at twitter.com at austin marola and um you can hear all the music for free at soundcloud.com backslash austin dash marola and itunes just put in austin marola or christmas kiss my videos are there you can also go to youtube the Austin Marola channel and uh, Vivo has all my videos and uh, yeah, so those, those are great ways to connect to me and I'd love for you to uh, download the music as well as like my music on my Facebook page and, uh, and yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your fans? I do want to wish everyone a very happy, healthy, and uh, joyful holiday season. And I want everyone to know that they're here on this, this beautiful planet that we all live on together for a reason. And the reason is um, because we're meant to uh, inspire and create and do beautiful things. And if you haven't found it, it'll come to you. It'll, it'll happen. But I do want to wish everyone the best and the, the, all the, all the great tidings of this season and to know that um, there's one song that's called Footprints mm. on the album and it's not necessarily a holiday song but it is kind of like a spiritual song and it was written, um, a, you know, taken from my favorite poem which is Footprints in the Sand mm-hmm. and it's essentially a story about, um, you know, Jesus having everyone's back yeah. and that kind of is a beautiful story but it didn't necessarily connect to me so I put a twist on it and I wanted to put, write a story that connected me to, to everyone, or me to you know, my best friend or you know, someone in my family, and uh, essentially human to human. And I wanted it to be a song for every religion or non-religion, every creed, race, and color. And uh, I also wanted people to know that uh, I have their back, and I love them, and I included the words, I love you, in that, that song. 
um, even though it's not in the poem. Mm-hmm. But I wanted it to, I wanted it to resound and resonate with everyone because I wanted everyone to know that they are loved and that there's someone out there that, um, you know, has their back. And so that's kind of the last message I'd love for your listeners to connect to is that, you know, there are people out there that have their back and that they are loved. Thank you so much for the interview. It was an honor and you have a great rest of the week. You too, Joe. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye.